Well, the Big 12 football season is finally here. Yes, I know you're excited. I am. I'm Pete Mundo. Heartland College Sports Weekly is the show. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is the site. Your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Now, before we get going, just a reminder, guys, please leave us a rating, review, subscribe. However you get your podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, helps us out enormously. Uh, This podcast is growing faster than I ever imagined because of you. And in return, I will send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie to keep the beer cold. If you leave me a rating and review and subscribe and send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm sending out tons every week, so I appreciate that so much, guys. And let's get to the top storylines to keep an eye on in week one. Here's the deal. There's not a a must-watch Big 12 game this weekend. Now, in my opinion, they're all must-watch because Big 12 football is back. But there's not a premier game, right? I mean, you want to say Houston at OU is a premier game, I guess. But next week, the schedule is a lot better for the Big 12. Um, You have LSU, Texas. You've got West Virginia, Missouri. Yeah, just more interesting matchups. But there still are a ton of storylines this week. First off, you've got all the new coaches getting set and getting underway. You have Les Miles in Kansas taking on Indiana State. You've got uh, Neil Brown in West Virginia taking on James Madison. You have Matt Wells in Texas Tech taking on Montana State and Kansas State and Chris Kleiman facing Nichols. I think all these teams are going to be okay outside of Kansas. I was doing research this week, and I'll get to more predictions later in the show. Uh, We'll do spread picks and whatnot. But Indiana State has a veteran team coming back, uh, nearly 20 starters. They have a quarterback who is a dual-threat guy who is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the Missouri Valley Conference this year. Meantime, KU doesn't have Puka Williams. Uh, The defense is totally turned over, especially on the front seven. Don't know who's playing quarterback. So I think KU is going to lose this game, by the way. And I I don't like that. It's not good for the Big 12 for Kansas to lose to Indiana State. But I'm just concerned about this game for the Jayhawks. But the 10 years for all these new coaches starting off relatively easily You know, West Virginia's got to face James Madison, who's the favorite to win the FCS championship this fall. It's not easy for new quarterback Austin Kendall to walk into that situation. But I'm just going to be keeping an eye on all of these new Big 12 head coaches and seeing what they're doing, how they're doing it, and, you know, just how their teams perform for them in their first game. Our guy Cameron Brock predicted a 56 to, I think it was, I don't know, 10 or 13 win for Texas Tech over uh, Montana State. Entirely possible. And his thoughts were that, you know, the guys are going to be jacked up to play their first game for their new head coach. So let's see how much of that happens or if there are some nerves for these new head coaches in their new environments with their new players and their players end up feeling the same way. That's what's going to be really interesting to watch. I'm also keeping an eye in week one on the new quarterbacks, whether it's Oklahoma State at Oregon, whether it's, as I mentioned, Kansas-Indiana State, Austin Kendall at West Virginia, whether it's TCU's quarterback. You know, those are all storylines that we all need to keep an eye on because that will help define what the Big 12 is going to be about this fall. 
if any of these new quarterbacks come on and just blow the Big 12 up and shock the whole, not just conference, but the country, then that can change the game. Look at what Brock Purdy did last year for Iowa State. I mean, the guy comes in and you're like, geez, was that eight-win season by Matt Campbell a couple of years ago? Was that just like a, a fluke? Brock Purdy comes in, he goes, what, 5-1, and 6-1 and one in Big 12 play? And now you're talking Iowa State as a Big 12 contender here in 2019. Yes, in large part because of the defense, but also in large part because of who they have at quarterback. By college standards, a franchise quarterback in Brock Purdy. So those are all things that can be answered. They won't be answered week one, but we'll get some more clarity on those situations in week one. You know, TCU taking on Arkansas Pine Bluff, we may not learn a lot. We'll learn more in a couple of weeks when they play Purdue. But it's the same deal, Oklahoma State at Oregon State. We will learn a lot more about these guys facing live bullets in week one. Also, talk about top storylines to watch uh, this week in the Big 12. What is OU's defense? You know, I mean, what does Alex Grinch do in his first game? It is fascinating to me to see what that's all about, how that plays out, and and not that I expect Alex Grinch to uh, turn this side of the ball around in one game. That's not going to happen. But do we start to see some changes? What new wrinkles do we get out of Alex Grinch? Those are all things that we're going to be learning here in week one of the Big 12 season. And he's got a great test because you got Dana Holgerson in the offense led by De'Eric King, who's you know put up massive numbers at quarterback. Last year, 36 touchdowns to six interceptions. Huge numbers. Absolutely enormous numbers. And you know what? He can run the ball as well. So don't overlook his ability to run the ball. And that's something that I know that 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 entire defense led by Alex Grinch is going to be keeping a close eye on here heading into week one of the college football season. And don't forget that that is a Sunday night game on ABC, Houston at number four, Oklahoma. I also want to see Iowa State get out to a fast start. You know, Iowa State last year, I know that last year was a total fluke with the way that that season started. The game was canceled um, against South Dakota State because of lightning and whatnot. But it, it just was a weird start to the season, and it kind of threw off the entire month of September where Iowa State went 1-3. and three. Two years ago, they played Northern Iowa, and if you recall, it was a 42-24 to game. And, you know, Iowa State got the win. No complaints there. Uh, but it, not that it was a slow start. Right, uh, you know, it was a. I think it was a touchdown game or a ten point game at halftime, and Iowa State did eventually pull away. But the only real critique you could probably find for Matt Campbell is some slow starts to the year. His first year in 2016, remember they lost to Northern Iowa, then they got blown out by Iowa. Then you had 2017, as I mentioned, the uh, win over Northern Iowa by 16 points. And then the loss to Iowa, beating Akron, and then losing to Texas. And then last year, you have the canceled game against South Dakota State. Then the loss to Iowa, loss to Oklahoma. Now, the schedule has been tough at the beginning of the season for Iowa State. So it's not 
a, a huge knock on Matt Campbell. But you'd love to see the Cyclones just come out and blast Northern Iowa here uh, on Saturday. No ifs, ands, or buts. Just blow them right out of the water and move on and start thinking about Iowa in a couple of weeks in what is going to be um, arguably the most anticipated Cyhawk game in what's got to be, what, a couple of decades? So let's see that happen for Matt Campbell and the Iowa State Cyclones on Saturday, especially when you're someone like me who has picked them to uh, be in the Big 12 championship game. I'll just put it this way. That would make me feel quite a bit better. This was an interesting topic on our message boards, and I'm going to answer these questions for you here. Uh, Someone threw this up on our message boards, which are free at heartlandcollegesports.com. So anybody can sign up, go join us there, and, and have the conversation as well as each week of the season rolls along. Five questions proposed in our Heartland College Sports message boards. First, which team will give up the most yards on defense? My answer, Oklahoma. Simply because of who they are playing, taking on a very explosive Houston Cougar offense led by Dana Holgerson and De'Ara King. And, of course, uh, Holgerson knows OU and knows some of their flaws on the defensive side of the ball. So I think OU wins the game, but I think that Houston's going to put up a ton of yards, and it's by far the best offense that any Big 12 team is going to face uh, this weekend. So there's my answer there. Number two, which RB2 will have the most total yards, meaning backup running back? The obvious answer for me is Khalil Herbert because Puka Williams is out. Uh, Puka Williams is suspended for this week because of the domestic violence um, allegations from the offseason. Khalil Herbert steps in. And while I said earlier I think Kansas is going to lose, I still think Khalil Herbert should pile up the most yards of any backup running back in the Big 12 this week for obvious reasons. Meantime, number three, which quarterback will have the least or greatest negative rushing yards? That's an interesting question, and and for me it's whoever plays quarterback for Kansas. Um, Carter Stanley or Thomas McVitie, neither guy is a dual threat, going to run you the ball type of guy. And I think this Kansas offense is is going to struggle mightily this weekend. Um, Indiana State is an FCS team. They're a top 15 FCS team, though. They've got a lot of guys returning, as I mentioned, on both sides of the ball. And I can't find a reason to justify anybody else uh, being in that spot as having the fewest rushing yards at quarterback in the Big 12. Question number four on our Big 12 message boards. Which team will have the most combined field goal kicking yardage? I'm going to go West Virginia because you've got a new quarterback in Austin Kendall against a solid James Madison team, top FCS team in the country. And I think if you're Neil Brown, you just take the field goal and you take the points whenever you can. You know, you don't want to put too much pressure on Austin Kendall. If the guy gets in the field goal range and it's fourth and two at the uh, at the 25 or at the 20, kick the 37, 42-yard field goal, take your points, move on. The last thing you want to have is a new quarterback find himself in a tense, tight game with a new head coach in week one against an FCS program, even if it is a very good FCS program. And lastly combined league record. Now I'll give you some um, picks against the spread later on in the show, but just straight up combined league record. I am going nine and one. I mentioned, I think Kansas will lose to Indiana state, uh, but even if they don't, 
There's a chance for a slip up here or there. Um, I, I've mentioned that throughout the week. I mean, I don't think Oklahoma State's going to lose to Oregon State, but I I am concerned when your season opener is in Corvallis, Oregon, and you're working in a new starting quarterback on a Friday night. I mean, it's kind of got the recipe for some problems. I think they'll win. I'm not predicting Oklahoma State to lose, but it's one of those games where it just kind of has a recipe for an awkward outcome. And then, you know, outside of that, I don't have any other real concerns um, outside of maybe James Madison, as I mentioned, pulling off an upset against West Virginia. I don't think that will happen either, but the Kansas-Indiana State game is the one that I'm keeping an eye on as the potential loss for the Big 12, who I think will go 9-1 and in week one. I'm Pete Mundo. Heartland College Sports Weekly is the show. College football's back, baby. Although coming up, one Big 12 coach is admittedly annoying me this week. I'll tell you who and why coming up next on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Hey guys, Pete Mundo here. And now that we're actually in the college football season, it's here Well, there's only one place to make those Big 12 bets, and that's mybookie.ag. I'm using them. I hope you will as well. It's the only place I'd recommend to my listeners. Use the promo code BIG12, that's one word, BIG12, at mybookie.ag for a 100% sign-up bonus with a minimum deposit of $45 and a maximum deposit of $1,000. And I guess I should point this out. Big 12 is Big 1-2. Don't spell out Big 12, just Big 1-2, one word. At MyBookie, you bet, you win, and they pay. MyBookie lets you bet on which college coaches are going to get fired, who's going to make the playoff, who's going to win the Heisman Trophy, can OU do it again. You can bet on halftime lines, live odds, even the FBS versus the FCS games. It's all at MyBookie.ag, promo code BIG12, up to $1,000 in the first deposit, minimum deposit of $45. So MyBookie, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, and the promo code BIG12, that's one word, BIG12. MyBookie.ag. Bet, win, get paid. I understand I'm about to bother some of our diehard OU listeners. I get it, but just hear me out. I'm Pete Mundo. Heartland College Sports Weekly is the show. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is this site, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. The way Lincoln Riley handled the depth chart situation this week, I just did not like. I did not care for. It was unnecessary. It was petty. It was obnoxious. It was all of those things wrapped in the one. So on Monday, I guess it was, uh, you know, everybody's set to release their depth chart for the upcoming week and the first game of the season. And Lincoln Riley decided not to. The depth chart for the Sooners was basically the big eye emojis. That's what he put in there. Big eye emojis. Well, Dana Holgerson, who is the Houston head coach, who is playing Oklahoma this weekend, he got a little bit annoyed by it. And he said in his press conference on Monday, I've always released a depth chart. Why don't they put one out? It's kind of silly to me. If they aren't putting one out, I ain't putting one out. That was Dana Holgerson um, earlier this week. And I I don't blame him. You know, here's the first thing for Lincoln Riley. 
You're a 27. He opened up as a 27-point favorite in this game. Maybe it's something personal against Dana Holgerson. I don't know how far these guys go back in terms of, you know, what their beef may be or what Riley's beef may be with Holgerson. But it's just it's just so lame. So what is Lincoln Riley's excuse for his lack of a depth chart? He claims it's not about strategy or playing things close to the vest. He uh, he was instead quoted as saying, no, it's it's not strategic. Just once again, this is a big week for us, end quote, implying there are still position battles that are being worked out. That's fine. You know, you think you're the only guy in the country that's got position battles being worked out before the first game of the season? I mean, come on. Don't be don't be silly. It's not the case. Everybody's got them. And you know what everybody else in America does? They put the word or on the depth chart. O-R, in case you want to know how to spell it. They put the word or on the depth chart, meaning this guy could start or that guy could start, whether it's quarterback, middle linebacker, uh, safety, wide receiver. You can use the word or. It's used all the time on depth charts. So, I, you know, I, I put this up. I wrote about it on the website, and I had people getting on me, OU fans, and, um, you know, they were like, well, Pete, totally disagree with your article about Riley. There are a lot of very, very late competitions on the defensive side. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that there are competitions going on. Put an oar there and make them three deep if you got to. you telling me that there's more than three guys competing for the starting, I don't know, defensive end spot at OU? Stop it. Lincoln Riley knows he's probably down the two at each position. And if he's down the three, there is room to put three people on your depth chart. It is done all the time. It is done across the country this week. So I I understand that OU fans are going to be upset with this. And don't get me wrong. I love Lincoln Riley. I think he's a hell of a coach. I'm so glad he's at OU. And um, it's nothing personal at all. I just think this is like unnecessarily petty And it's just like being annoying. And um, I don't get it. I I just don't get it. Like even Nick Saban doesn't do this type of stuff. You know, 27 point favorite first game of the season. And you're like, oh, we still got position battles. I I may be young er, but I wasn't born yesterday and neither were you. So either put it out or tell us what's really going on, but but don't sell me the position battle thing. And I guess word is he's going to release it later in the week. I don't know. We're recording this middle of the week, but uh, I I hope he does because Lincoln Riley is better than this. He is he's a better guy than this. He is better than this. So sorry, just didn't care for it. Didn't like it all that much. And you know it's nothing personal against OU. Still think they're going to win the conference, but I just like really you going to do this? Eh, let's not. You know, I, I work here in Kansas City. I do a news talk radio show. Um, so I'm not a sports talk host up here. I do a news talk radio show on, on KCMO Talk Radio. But I listen to some sports talk radio as well. And it's amazing to me how little knowledge some local guys have about not just college football, but about the Big 12. Like, I get it. Maybe Kansas City's not just a Big 12 town anymore because Missouri left and the border war is not what it used to be, and you know KU football's down, and K State's not going to be great. So maybe they're just checked out, and a lot of these hosts here in Kansas City have their heads so far up the Chiefs' asses, it's unbelievable. Which is fine, you know, that's fine. It, the Chiefs are a big deal, but I heard guys 
on local Kansas City talk radio say this week that Texas is going to win the Big 12 because their road schedule is easy. (laughs) We have talked about this a couple of times on the show, how Texas's road schedule is why at least I don't think they are going to win the Big 12 and why I believe they are going to end up with at least three losses outside of LSU at home in week two. Texas's toughest games happen to be away from home. The OU game is in Dallas. Then you go to TCU, to Iowa State, and to Baylor. The three teams that should be competing in and for that second tier of the Big 12 Conference this fall. And I hear this host in Kansas City like, yeah, you know, the road schedule is easy for Texas, so I like them to win. Do do you pay attention? Like, Iowa State's a top 25 team. TCU and Baylor, I think, can be really good if everything clicks at the positions of need. If TCU figures out the quarterback situation um, and if if Baylor can get a semblance of a defense going and the offensive line is just average, they'll be really good. It's amazing. Like They don't pay attention, these guys. Unbelievable. Speaking of TCU's quarterback situation, they go with Alex Delton, but Max Duggan, the true freshman, is going to play in the first quarter per Gary Patterson. I think that's a great move. Um, I said at Media Days, I I felt pretty good about Max Duggan, the true freshman from Iowa, uh, if not being the starting quarterback week one, basically taking over the starting quarterback role at some point this season. By the way, Gary Patterson spoke about Duggan, basically saying he enrolled early, um, so I don't view him as a true freshman. When they enroll early, they learn the playbook, they mature, and I was like, all right, that that's kind of a telltale sign that he does not view Duggan as a true freshman quarterback. And now the word is Delton's going to start, but Duggan will get snaps in the first quarter. I, I firmly believe this is going to be Duggan's job by this middle of the season. If he proves himself and if he is as good as a lot of people expect him to be, Max Duggan will be the quarterback. Highest ceiling, four-star guy coming out of high school. It's sad to see what's happened to Justin Rogers. The you know one-time four-star prospect who's been dealing with this knee injury since high school, but it just seems like he's not even showing up on the radar anymore. So let's see what they end up doing uh, with him. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Appreciate you joining us, uh, being a part of the show, and joining us as we get ready for the start of another Big 12 football season. It's finally back. Coming up, I'll give you my favorite picks against the spread in the Big 12 this weekend. That's next on Heartland College Sports Weekly. It is picks time on the show. Yes, it's finally back. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Just so you know, we have previews and predictions up of every Big 12 game going on this weekend at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we will uh, do that for every game of the season. If you're new to the podcast, we have previews and predictions from myself and the rest of our staff um, every week. So they're all up right now at heartlandcollegesports.com, and each week I will write up my picks against the spread 
So you can check those out on heartlandcollegesports.com. And don't forget as well, mybookie.ag, promo code BIG12 for a 100% sign-up bonus. That's where I'm placing my bets. And I hope you will as well. That um, also helps us out a bunch. And and you know what? You'll have fun doing it. You'll make money as well. Mybookie.ag, promo code BIG12. That's BIG12. But... What I'm going to do here is, on the podcast, I'll give you my favorite picks against the spread in the Big 12 for this weekend. So, let's dive right into it. First off, for the Big 12, picks I like. Houston plus 24 against Oklahoma. I like the Sooners. Um, I mentioned I think they're going to win the Big 12. But, 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 Houston's got a really good offense. De'Ara King is an explosive quarterback, and OU is still trying to figure things out on defense. I'm not sure what the heck's going on there with Alex Grinch. I think he can turn it around, but I believe it's going to take him some time. I believe it's going to take him a lot of time. So let's see how it plays out there for uh, for Oklahoma. But I'm going to take Houston plus the 24. The line is moving quickly, so try to get on it. Meantime, go to the other Oklahoma team. I like Oregon State. Plus the 14 and a half. That line has also moved. Uh, the wise guys are with me there. I don't always roll with the wise guys. I make that very clear. But I'm going to take Oregon State with the more than two touchdowns at home on a Friday night against an Oklahoma State team that's working in um, a new quarterback and some new pieces on defense. I think Oklahoma State's going to win the game. I don't think Mike Gundy's going to go to Corvallis and lose. Oregon State has not been a good football team as of late. But this just sets up for a, an awkward um, kind of oh shaky start for the Cowboys. Slow start maybe. Late night game as well. Going out west. It just reeks of at least a slow start, if not a bit of a scare. So Oklahoma State has the better players, has the better coaches, should win the game. But I'm going to take Oregon State with the more than two touchdowns for the simple fact that the setup, opening up the season, new quarterback for the Pokes, and everything else that is uh, going into this game. So I will take Oregon State plus the 14 and a half. The wise guys are with me. How do I know that? Um, More money is being bet on Oklahoma State in this game. But the line is moving in Oregon State's favor. That means the big money is coming in on the Beavers. That's not the end-all, be-all for me. But when my gut tells me something and then the wise guys are telling me the same thing, then I feel pretty good about it. So I'm going to go with Oregon State plus the 14. Other Big 12 bets that I like this weekend. I also like Indiana State getting four against KU. Um, and I've said um, uh, I think that Kansas is going to lose this game. I don't want to say that. I do not want Kansas to lose this game. I want them to win this game. I, it's good for the Big 12 if Kansas wins this game. They need Kansas to not be you know, worse than FCS schools. But I don't know what Kansas is doing at quarterback. Puka Williams is not playing. And it's an Indiana State team that's a top 15 team at the FCS level and has some pretty darn good players. Ryan Boyle, their quarterback, is a true dual-threat guy. Um, He helped this team rip off five straight wins last season. And they've got a pretty good defense as well with a couple of studs at linebacker like Jonas Griffith. So 
I'm concerned about Les Miles getting back on the sideline, first game back, knocking off the rust. No Puka Williams, a defense that is totally revamped with a lot of inexperience. I think Indiana State pulls off the upset, so I am going to take Indiana State plus four. Also, West Virginia, give me the Mountaineers, minus five and a half against James Madison. James Madison is the uh, number one program at the FCS level, getting a lot of love. But this game uh, for West Virginia, first one under Neil Brown, and he has the far superior talent to James Madison. I know it's Neil Brown's debut. I know it's also quarterback Austin Kendall's debut. But the difference to me is going to be West Virginia's offensive line taking care of business, creating holes for Kennedy McCoy and Martel Petaway and Letty Brown, um, and then just giving Austin Kendall some time in the pocket to get comfortable with his new receivers. I think it's going to be a conservative game plan uh, for Neil Brown, but I think it will be enough um, thanks to that offensive line keeping this game under control for the Mountaineers. So a lot of people are picking James Madison as a potential upset here against West Virginia, but I think the talent gap is too big, and I think the Mountaineers are going to be A-OK in front of that home crowd. So give me West Virginia to cover the 5.5 in this game. And this is an example. The wise guys are going against me here. The line is moving in James Madison's favor, even though more bets are coming in on West Virginia. But I, I have confidence in the Mountaineers in this spot. Meantime, Kansas State, the Wildcats, are a 23-and-a-half-point favorite against Nickel State. I don't love it. I'm going to be honest, I don't love it. It seems really big to me for a K-State team that, you know, I think is going to win six games this year. But Nickel State is returning a ton of players and finds itself ranked in the top uh, 15, I believe it is, at the FCS level. Whereas K-State, you know, there's a lot of new faces. A lot of new faces. Still not sure what's going on at wide receiver after, you know, Dalton Schoen and Joaquin Gill. Um, defensively, you want to see one of the linebackers step up, either Daquan Payton or Elijah Sullivan, and become a leader on this team. And for Nichols, run, 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 run. That's what they want to do. And last year, K-State gave up nearly five yards per carry, which was the second worst in the Big 12, only behind Baylor. So I think Nichols can keep it, you know, even within three touchdowns, you get a cover here. So I, I like Nichols plus the 23-and-a-half. Um, K-State will win, but that's a big spread to kick things off for Kansas State. And then Baylor, give me Baylor minus 38 against Stephen F. Austin. Baylor, uh, you know, it's year three for Matt Rule. It's a team on a mission. Stephen F. Austin has been really, really bad, and I think Baylor's going to blow the doors off them. They've done it every time. they played four times. Baylor's won 201 to nothing. So give me Baylor minus the 38. I'm Pete Mundo. We are heartlandcollegesports.com. All Big 12 previews up on the website right now. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Really appreciate it. College football's back, baby. We appreciate you. And don't miss it now that the season is here. Three shows a week, a recap show. This week it'll be on Monday on Facebook Live and on uh, Periscope, and then we'll put it on podcast as well. But normally we'll do it on Sundays, but because OU plays on Sunday night, we'll do it on Labor Day Monday. So we'll have recap shows for you coming up on Monday and then our usual shows middle of next week. I'm Pete Mundo. We are HeartlandCollegeSports.com. You guys are awesome. 
Appreciate it. And don't forget, mybookie.ag, promo code BIG12 for a 100% sign-up bonus. And don't forget that rating and review helps us out enormously. Please do leave it. It'll take you two seconds. And if you want the free Heartland College Sports koozie, send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon.